Do you fear the zombie uprising? Are you prepared to survive what's coming? If you listen very carefully, you might just make it out alive. This is Zompocalypse Now. Hi, folks, and welcome to Zompocalypse Now. I am Timothy Harvey, and we are discussing the amazing flowing locks of one of tonight's principal characters on Fear of the Walking Dead, and I am joined by Dustin Adair. Hello. And Mr. Curtis Smith. It is so good to be here, Tim. I am very filled. I am filled to the brim with all sorts of pride. Folks, we briefly discussed the possibility of offending your ears by doing the entire show in the accents of our choice. And yes, this way lies madness. On the other hand, I really did kind of want to introduce the show as good evening, ladies and gentlemen, my name (laughs) is Timothy Harvey and see where we could get, but no, we're not going to do that to you folks because we like you and we don't want to offend your ears in this manner. We I don't you. think it's going to be any offense, Governor. <laughs> we will offend your ears in the usual manner, which is what we always do, and you're welcome. I've lost 10 pounds and an American accent. <laughs> <laughs> That's Donald the most ridiculous Glover. dumb thing I've ever heard. <laughs> you're right, you're right, Tim. Donald Glover was one of the principal characters on this episode along John with Glover. Donald Glover needs to Donald? make a cameo appearance on, on Fear of the Walking Dead but John Glover is amazing yes and and no Dean Kane was not in this one the Glover brothers are an amazing no wait <laughs> <laughs> and then no? okay. uh, uh, Danny Glover also shows up and then it's like the Glover zombie show, <laughs> which I actually think would be really, really funny to get and those three actors. Because, you know, Gl- Danny Glover would be too old for this shit. Uh, and then John Glover turns to Danny Glover when they're doing something particularly gross. And he says, you going to wear a Glover? And that was the end of the episode. <laughs> this is... This is a thing that's not happening anyway. Uh, (laughs) They know know I was joshing them. uh, We, as, as discussed at length uh, before when Alicia was taken, taken uh, kidnapped by this creepy, creepy cult, she is not the one and she is not going to be brainwashed by this idiot. And like, he's got her in full on, like, I am going to break you brainwash concentration camp kind of craziness. She's locked in a room and the same audio is playing over and over and over again, talking about how she's lived this moment before. And, and it looked for a second, there was a moment where it shows a good close up of her face and how irritated she is that I was like, Oh shit, they might break Alicia, but I should have known. I should have had faith. Uh, because she is not broken. As I said, she's almost like, you got the wrong sibling. 
You, my brother would have been right in there with you. Like you would have just said the first thing. He would have been like, yeah, I've joined this cult, but not me. I'm much too smart for this. And, uh, and, and uh, Nick Stahl is like, I just want to kill you so bad. I just want to kill you so bad. And, uh, and Daddy, why can't I kill the lady? Yeah. And then, but, but then, uh, 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 John Glover, who is, uh, the crazy cult leader, crazy Magoo, uh, is like, no, I need her. I need, I need this specific woman. And Nick Stahl's like, I just want to kill her so bad. (laughs) So, being, uh, crazy, uh, creepy, crazy cult leader decides he is going to take Alicia alone on a special errand before they all move to their new shiny digs for the for Apocalypse Part Two Electric Boogaloo. Going on a road trip. Yep. And uh, and as they're about to leave, who shows up? Yep. Oh, Dakota. <sighs> The worst of all possible children this show has ever produced. Right. Oh my God. Yeah. She's. What do we? I mean, we can't call her daughter fodder. No, I we mean. Call her Dakota Scroda. Oh, she's a straight up sociopath. Oh <laughs> well, we can follow John Glover's advice and call her Sue. Sue. Like his favorite city of the Dakotas. Sioux Falls. Oh God. That was dumb. That was super dumb. There, there's some he super is crazy, dumb that so. happens on this episode. Professionals call that filler dialogue and they're mm-hmm. they're deeply offended by it most of the most of the time. Well, you know, he gets a bit of a pass because we've established that this person is crazy. Oh um, if you ever have a friend of yours and you find yourself realizing, oh my God, they're doing a monologue, just get the fuck out of the house right now. But cult cult leaders and demagogues love the monologue. We we watched that over the last four years, piece of right. Work. Also, in real life, Tim Harvey loves a monologue. No. You and I both know yep. that we have sat in rooms with Tim Harvey and just waited. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I hardly ever speak. <laughs> uh, but. but but unlike most of his favorite movies, they he he has just enough dialogue for the length of himself. Right. <laughs> because he's not packed with too much dialogue, so he doesn't have to rattle things off very quickly, which you'll see as in some of his pauses tonight, I just thought I would do a little product placement, do do some quick ads while you're thinking. <laughs> <laughs> so mostly for mouthwash, I think. You know, I do not require this level of abuse. If I want abuse, I will pay for it like everybody else. I, I'm not abusing <laughs> you. I'm admiring you. I'm loving on you like a puppy. I will go to professionals. For my abuse, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so kooky, 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 creepy cult guy, uh, is just like, okay, well, Dakota and Alicia know each other, so why don't we all go on our special mission? And it's like, why are you doing this? 
Uh, and as soon as they're um, alone, uh, Dakota is like, Alicia, I just, I wanted to make things right, but things are going bad over at Martin's, and I just don't know. I don't know, so I ran away, but then I see you, and I want to help. I want to help you do whatever it is you're going to do. And Alicia is like, I don't think so. You're not. I can't because you killed John Dory, and I just can't. I won't. I can't. And the rest of us know that everything she said is going to lead to her betraying everyone. Right. You know, because, uh, of course, Alicia is right not to trust her. Unfortunately, uh, she, she is stuck with her. Yep. She's got to figure out a way to use this situation to her advantage. Because what Alicia wants is she doesn't just want to escape. If that were the case, she probably could have gotten away by now. She could have just walked off. Oh, there's ample opportunities for her to kill this guy right. again and again she, and again. She wants to know what is happening, what his plan is, uh, so that she can warn the others about it. And, uh, and that's why she's sticking around. Agreed. So um, anyway... So they all go on their little trip, and as they're going, they pass by the exit for the uh, for the stadium that the they had all lived in before. And how did they pass by the stadium, Tim? Through the magic of everything being only five miles away from everything else in the state of Texas. Right. There are no gaps. And folks, I don't know if you've ever been to Texas. And Dustin can confirm this because, of course, he lives there. But Texas is only, I I know how big it looks on the maps, but that's an optical illusion. Right. Texas is only five miles square. It's just good PR that that we have, uh, we're supposed to be the second largest state in the union. So, uh, and we're the largest for many time, for many years until Alaska joined just to spite us. So there's uh, this deep insecurity at the heart of Texans. Right. And so this whole everything's big in Texas is just compensating for the fact that the entire state, at least in the world of, of the Walking Dead universe, is five miles square. Right. Because, because everything is on top of each other all right. the time. And these guys are supposed to be central mid central texas so somewhere between austin and dallas far enough away from austin uh kind of like yeah maybe yeah maybe around waco ish is where they're supposed to be and they talk about places like they can get there in in like 20 or 30 minutes and how far in real miles are we talking here well between um austin and dallas about a four-hour drive. That's essentially the distance between uh, Kansas City and uh, and St. Louis. Three or four-hour drive. Four and a half. And, of course, most of the people on this show are not actually driving. They're walking, mm-hmm. which is a lot longer than this. This show, this episode... Riding, riding horses, you know. And it's roughly, the, it's roughly the same distance between Austin and Galveston, actually. Mm. So, because uh, they mentioned Galveston, like having to go down to the coast for the submarine, which they had already found once, right? Uh, at the end of the episode, so I just thought I'd throw that out there. This episode also reminds you once again that The Walking Dead really, really doesn't want you to pay attention to how radios work, uh, <laughs> because everybody can talk to everybody at any given time, and folks. 
look, there are some really great radios out there, but the commercial models that these people are carrying around about 30 miles under ideal conditions, not a hundred miles, not 50 miles, not something a tree gets in the way of your radio waves, folks. I mean, it's, it's, it's a short, I mean, it's a, it's a visual shortcut and blah, blah, blah. But every now and again, it's just like, how the hell is she talking to Strand? Right. <laughs> and not only that, but it's, it's one of those things like, when did, like, okay, these, how did they decide who got r- what station? <laughs> like, when, when creepy cult Magoo started broadcasting his, like, signal of death, did Morgan get on there and be like, hey, we, we actually have, uh, we already are using Channel 8. Would you please mind moving to Channel 6? Well, so, and, and we've even had previous seasons where the fact that it's really easy to find the other person's signal was the plot point. Yeah. Mad, mad scientist, this is Rubber Duck. Come back. <laughs> <laughs> so they end up going to the cemetery and digging up a guy that, or a woman, a body that uh, John Glover claims is his mother's body. And he acts just super duper crazy about it. Just like hugging it and kissing it and rubbing it. Just the weirdest, weirdest guy. It's all the Norman Bates you can eat. It really is. <laughs> it super is. Oh. <laughs> uh, at that point in the episode when the body, the mother's body came out of the coffin and he started like like losing it about it, I had to I had to Google uh uh John Glover gay. <laughs> and he is. He has been with his partner since two thousand uh, nineteen ninety-three. How about how about that? That's yeah. that's admirable as hell. Mm-hmm. Uh they get the body and they start to to leave, but then they get a flat, and it's like, oh no, we need some help. Uh, and magically, who should appear? But zombies. Old, we guess zombies first. But who comes to their rescue? An old friend of Alicia's, somebody who used to be at the 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 stadium compound. This is your teach from the last episode where you watch the trailer, and it's like. Is it you? So this is, you know, because we all thought it, it was going to be Madison. Yeah, you want it to be Madison, but you know it's not going to be Madison. Yeah, this is your, this is your right. tease, and you know, yeah, that's why the mother, uh, the title of that mother episode is basically spoiled now. Well, oh. I mean, they do speak, they do talk a lot about their mothers. Uh, turns out that creepy cult Magoo actually, uh, his mother discovered that he was crazy pants and she was going to turn him in. Uh, but uh, instead uh, she told him that she was going to turn him in, which is not wise. If you discover your child is crazy pants, don't be like, I found out you're crazy pants and I'm going to tell everybody. You just call everybody because uh, what had happened was that instead of, uh, allowing his mother to call and turn him in for being crazy pants, uh, he murdered her and buried her in the backyard. As and, you do. As you do. Uh, so all three of them have dead mothers 
all, all, two of them have mothers that they murdered their own, they wanted to murder their own selves. Uh, and so now that's where we are. So Cole is the survivor from the stadium and a few other people who, while I remember Cole, I'm sure the other people are probably also returning from the stadium thing. Yeah. I don't remember them at all. I vaguely remember the woman with the hair. Uh, and I remember Cole was a Strand's uh, gentleman friend. He's not anybody's friend anymore. No. Because essentially what, it, what they discover is that after the after Madison sacrificed her life to save them all at the stadium, they all were like, okay, well, uh, instead of trying to live on Madison's dream, life a crime, life a crime, life a crime, life a crime, life a crime. And so they, you know, became marauders and, and uh, would, will rob and murder people. Like you do. Well, and, you know what? It's a terrible gang. They don't even have a name. It's a shit gang. What are yeah. they? We're we're gonna call. Let's call ourselves the leftovers. Ah, right. So there's this big. They there's a big hullabaloo. Uh, they have to go get some tires, and then they're ambushed. And it turns out that it's a bunch of the survivors from the stadium, and that makes that makes Alicia real sad. And they all go back to the truck, and and Cliff keeps trying to like convince Alicia to kill the old man and come with them. And well, I don't know like, who Cliff is. Clint. Cole. K- Kimberly. Cole. Kimberly did it. Kimberly did it? Sure, of course. Uh, but and people kept keep going up to it and be like, hey, can we just kill these people and get out of here? There's like zombies coming. And he's like, no. It's my job to make sure we all die. And that's what happened. Folks, if you want to see somebody milking the time on an episode, mm-hmm. this episode is full of, I'm going to do the thing. And five minutes later, he's still talking about doing the thing. We haven't and seen this much delaying tactics since they were going to go look for a little lost girl in the woods back in season two of, of The and, Walking Dead. And at one point, each one of us, me, all three of us were like, Oh God, we hate this. Like, you know, like it was, it was bloated. It was, you know, it was bloated. It was just like, you know, unnecessary. It felt real unnecessary. There's like 15 Uh, minutes of this episode that you could cut out and you wouldn't miss. And it's the pauses in between someone saying they're going to do something and then doing it. And, I mean, seriously, Alicia and Teddy and Dakota should all be dead. Because the first time they said, I'm just going to kill them, they should have killed them. Because if that's who these people are supposed to be, then that's what you do. You don't just sit there and talk about it forever. They're not putting on a show like a Negan or, or you know, a, a doing a, a power display like the governor. Or even just trying to convince people that, you know, if you if you do what I want, then magic things will happen like Teddy. It's just... Right. And you know what? They didn't need to do all of this, like, 
subterfuge or whatever. He could have walked out and been like, oh, hey, Alicia, how you doing? I'm a, I'm a, you know, this is where I kill people for their stuff. Um, so we could have skipped like all of that and had more, more interesting interactions. I think if they had just skipped the whole, like, we're going to pretend we're your friend and, you know, like we just, why do we need all that? It was just such padding. Well, and, and to give you maybe a thought of how little this episode actually thinks of all of these extra characters who only exist so that Cole can be an abject lesson that works in Teddy's favor for Alicia, that the world is full of terrible people, which, you know, she kind of already knows. <laughs> um, yeah. I... The only, the, 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 how little the episode actually thinks of all these characters is that we get more teleporting zombies because we see them coming out of the woods and the next shot is literally all these zombies on top of these people. I mean, they leapt like 20 feet. And like decimated these yeah. people, these survivors. Like not a single one of them puts up a fight except for Alicia, Psycho, Crazy Pants, Magoo, and uh, Dakota. And it, was a... awful. it was one of those, you're just making things convenient for you, Mr. Right. Ryder. Right. This, there's no way these people would have been able to survive, let alone be... Criminals like marauders, right. no way. And the way they're all just decimated completely by these walkers. Now Cole survives, but he survives so that we can have the dramatic moment where Alicia is forced to kill the guy who, at this point, she's pretty much determined he needs to die. She's just not actually a person who actively enjoys murder, right? And she, you know. She gave him every opportunity to to not need killing. You know, there's a there's a thing you know called he just needed killing. He just needed it. I will say that I really did appreciate, however, that the fact that she did shoot him while he was trying to do his "I'm not so bad, understand me" monologue. Which is when you should shoot those people when they're trying to tell you, you know, essentially. Yeah, always kill them while they're talking. Always. <laughs> Did we learn nothing from Taken? Right. Yeah. That is a, that is the best scene of the movie where that guy's got his daughter and he starts talking. That's right when he gets shot. Because he knew if he shoots him while he's talking, he's not going to. You, you know, he just knew. He knew because, you know, he's got skills. Right. So Certain set of skills. Um, luckily, this makes Psycho Crazy Pants Magoo decide that she tra- he trusts Alicia for some reason. And he's like, you're going to be the one to do the thing. And she's like, I'm not joining your creepy cult. I've been trying to tell you this. And, uh, and cult is creepy and I don't want it. And he's like, well, I kind of don't want you to join my creepy cult. I, this whole, the whole point of this was that you weren't a follower. And it was like, at that point, I was like, what? Right. So here's his plan. So, well, and we were, we, we called this several weeks ago, which is the, you know, he's going to, the, the keys go to the submarine, which is going to launch the, the nuclear missiles and it's going to wipe everybody out within a certain range. I mean, because, you know, missiles only 
explode so much and even atomic weapons only destroy so much. Yes, it'll be radioactive, but it's Texas and there are other states. The folks over in, you know, uh, Virginia are going to sit there and go, there's a light in the sky, maybe if the weather's nice, um, but that's about it. Yeah, there's just no way in hell. I mean, it could do, it could completely destroy Dallas and have a devastating effect on for about a hundred miles from the middle of it. Right? But he is crazy, so expecting him to, you know, his right. But he apparently his plan is to find someone like Alicia who will not fall under his sway so that when he wipes out this particular portion of the geography and anybody still in it, she will be left to build the new world that he does not want to create because she wants to build a different world than he does and that's what he wants. And if that makes sense to you, because uh. I'm confused <laughs> a little bit <laughs> with what his plan is here. Yeah. None Holy of shit. it makes any sense. Galveston is an island. Yeah. I'm, I just wanted to see about where this, uh, this submarine had washed ashore. Uh, here's a fun fact. Fun fact. Uh, Galveston Island at the highest point is only like seven feet above sea level. Yeah. Uh, and there was a horror, like when it was first being settled, there was a terrible hurricane that wiped the entire island out. The entire mm-hmm. island was completely destroyed. Every building leveled and people rebuilt on this island that is like I am taller than this island. (laughs) I wonder who this person named Moody was from Galveston because there's Moody Gardens, Moody Mansion. Um, I'm looking for other things. Ooh, there's Jamaica Beach. Never been there. Galveston can can be fun. Uh, but it's one of those things that it's like, oh, the beach. Oh, antique shops. Oh, the beach. <laughs> so, like, you could go for, I would go to Galveston for, like, a day. Like, What's better? What's better? Galveston, I mean, uh, Houston or San Antonio? It's been a long time. It's been a long, long time since I've been to Houston. But San Antonio is terrible. <laughs> like it's busy, it's huge, it's it's just too much. I, I haven't been I, to Houston in a long time. Houston's I, very conservative and very rich. Yeah. Well, that was my exploration of Galveston, where the submarine is going to blow up Houston. It's going to just take Houston. Because there's no way they're going to get it to launch. It'll just blow up where it's at. So it'll right. Well, they didn't. They haven't said where this. They where the like if they're he did he did say launch didn't he? He said he wanted to launch yeah, yeah. the thing. But yeah, you're right. He'll never. They're never going to get this to launch. 
Well, and there's there there seems to be an indication, and it's a little confusing, that he basically plans to wipe out most of his own followers as well, because they're not going down into because the implication is that he's locking Alicia in the bunker where she'll be safe, but the rest of the people aren't being locked in the bunker where they're safe. No, I think he did. I thought he said, is everyone down there already? When they first got to the place, I thought that I, I I kind of got, maybe they did. I, I really got kind of the impression that he's more like, yeah, pretty much going to kill everybody. And like, for one re- whatever reason, save like this one person because you know I'm crazy, <laughs> right? And I thought well, like, I, mean, I don't get it. The whole I'm sorry, go ahead. Okay, he's gonna get in that submarine, and he's gonna be. They're gonna be like, okay, we're we, we're ready for the coordinates, and he goes, set it for Lake Charles. Everybody's gonna be like, what? Why? Well, it's all part of my plan, and then they're going to do it, and there's not going to be anybody there at all. Right. <sighs> just zombies. Just he's zombies. Gonna, yeah, he's going to blow up Houston, which is just full of fucking zombies. And, you know, the people in Austin and Dallas are going to be like, this winter extra cold? Huh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, so, also, I was really confused at this because I was under the impression that we were in a death cult. And the point was, okay, we're going to kill everybody. Like, the apocalypse apocalypse 2.0 is going to happen up here. And then I was like, you know, you know he's going to keep wanting to murder people. He's a crazy murder crazy. And, you know, I, so I, this whole, like, you're going to be the one to restart the world just makes no sense. Well, he is crazy and he clearly, you know, he's very matter of fact about the fact that he's very murdery. I'm, I'm, I'm getting about tired of this show thinking that its audience is really stupid though. Cause um, <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of, well, I'm tired of the fact that, and I know this is just because we've seen it so many times that somehow the truly deranged end up in positions of power in the post-apocalyptic world. How these people who are genuinely disconnected from reality and will happily tell you about the fact that they were murderers in their previous life and was on death row, you know, for murder, but somehow convince everyone that they're going to follow them. And it's not just Teddy. We've seen this. At Fear of the Walking Dead is really, you know, the great example of this. It's like every, every other season we run into a cult. Right. And they're just a cult full of people who are like, yes, your madness sinks with mine. Or you get it with, uh, you know, the um, whispers, which again, never made a damn bit of sense as as an organization i know we're supposed to be dead and like walk like the dead and stuff but they had corn and i miss corn a lot (laughs) exactly you're talking about the whisperers yeah yeah oh yeah missed all of that yeah no idea right so this is i mean i i get it that these are 
you need villains for your show. Yes, yes, I get it. But he's just another he's just another crazy person who you're supposed to believe. And I and John Glover is a fantastic actor. And he's really having fun with this part. You can tell he's enjoying. Oh, he's a, he's, a, he's delightful. I don't get me wrong. This whole thing about this is all like Dig. like we like to say, hand of the writer stuff. Like John Glover is just shoot. I wish, I wish that we could. I cannot wait. I am so looking forward to the scene where Teddy and Morgan get to have a scenery chew off. <laughs> oh, it's gonna be good. However, I have yet to actually be convinced by any of the parts of his recordings that we've heard. It sounds so standard, self-help, generic. Yeah, filled with lather platitudes, right? That yeah, the, the, the weak-minded, lost people will uh, cling to. You know, well, and and I realize that, that there are people who this is going to appeal to in a way that obviously isn't going to appeal to me. But it there's nothing, there's nothing that's standing out about his message that would be. I mean, unless these people have, were super super desperate coming into this, and they might have been, but we don't really have any backstory for any of these characters in his cult. Which I don't require, by the way. I do not need an episode where I get the origin story of Paul's <laughs> character. Okay, I don't yeah. need that. I need it now. <laughs> do not require. Um, I just imagine Nick Stahl was just like standing on the side of the road, staring blankly at the sunset, and Teddy just drove up and was like, "You know, you're not supposed to stare directly into the sun." And Nick Stahl was like, oh, "You're a genius." Please let me come with you. <laughs> have you have you seen Craft Services? <laughs> I'm real lost. I think Craft Services is over. It's over by the. It's over by the food tent. I think. Not necessary. Uh, we do not require. We do not require this. This flashback. But <laughs> so yeah, our episode basically ends with Alicia locked in the bomb shelter. And there's been a lot of speculation that we're about to get a time jump because we are. there are two episodes left in this season. And the, from the trailer that we watched, we know that there is the, you know, they get to the submarine and there's a confrontation and our heroes, you know, Morgan and company are, are, are going after the folks in the submarine because... Magic radio strand, you know, Alicia got some info to strand about what's going on. And so we know that's coming up. And that's probably over the next two episodes. That's probably not just the next episode that we saw the trailer for. But the implication is Alicia trapped in the bunker, nuclear bomb, end of the season. What happens if the last shot is the bomb going off? How the hell is she going to get out of the bunker that she's locked in? And also, all of all of crazy psychopaths, Magoo's little 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 guys seemed like, why are we putting Alicia in the bunker? Nobody's going to listen to Alicia in that bunker. Like, so what's here's what's going to happen? There's this is this is the theory, right? So as the bomb goes off, 
we do a time jump in the next episode of the of the new season. Alicia gets out of the bunker. It's been, played by Kim Dickens. <laughs> there you go. Um, but it's been long enough that we have now lined up Walking Dead and Fear the Walking Dead, and the radiation has died down to the point where Texas is not like a you know five square miles because that's all it's, it's the entire size of Texas five square miles of radioactive doom. And so then Alicia with a few more, you know, a, lot, a couple lines of gray in her hair um, will then go out and rebuild the new world. And she, of course, will stumble across the occasional survivor, thus clearing out our entire cast and essentially giving the show a soft reboot. <laughs> that's a, that's a fucking hard reboot, dude. <laughs> that's, that's the, that would be the second, like, and then we rebooted so hard, people got whiplash. <laughs> you weren't around when they did it, Curtis, but they, what is season four, the beginning of season four? Mm-hmm. Was it right, Tim? Tim, season four? Tim? I think so, Tim? yeah. Season four? Like the first three or four episodes of season four were like, I hope you didn't enjoy following this character for the last three years of your life. And they just killed everybody that's when that's when uh uh nick died and madison died and like they rebooted that show so hard you know like the you know it's crazy so it's like i guess they can just keep doing that every three or four years (laughs) yeah it's it's an idea i I don't think that's going to happen. I think that. I think they're going to stop it. I think that Morgan is going to, you know, say something and make Nick Stahl's face go. And then he's going to like, not want to murder everybody. And uh, crazy psychopaths Magoo is going to, is going to be like, but my mortuary this. And and then it'll be over. It'll just be like the anticlimax of the world. I think what's going to happen is that it's going to become very clear that Teddy does not intend for anyone to actually survive and that he really just wants to wipe the entire slate clean. And then Nick Stahl is going to sit there and go, but wait, aren't we supposed to survive? And and Teddy's going to be like, no, 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 none of you were ever meant to survive. I've just been telling you that all this time because I may have mentioned, have I mentioned that I'm insane? <laughs> Did you not Did notice you the crazy? Notice? Oh. So, I mean, we'll see what happens. But two episodes left. Yes. I don't know. Summer's coming back. Oh, that's your, that's that show you were talking about. Right. Isn't it? Right. So, the, so Curtis, we watched, we watched Black Summer, the first season of Black Summer, which is set in the Z Nation. Z Nation universe. Oh, Jesus. Really? Well, okay. So, so I, Z Nation was a guilty pleasure because it was so clearly reveling in not being the Walking Dead. Yeah. Right. That was its whole point of existence is the Walking Dead is super serious and full of itself, and we are going to take the piss. All yeah, and, don't, and don't be surprised if Dolph Lundgren shows up. You yeah, know. That's, that's the tone. <laughs> And then we go, and then they go in the middle. Ladies and gentlemen, Dolph Lundgren. Yeah. Now, Black Summer, on the other hand, 
was a very serious show. No, it. Oh, come on, Tim. Okay, no, it wanted to be a very serious show. It tried to pretend it was a serious show, and it was really stupid. <laughs> oh, so stupid, Curtis. So <laughs> stupid, and just like, just like, completely insane, running zombie, like. You know, people chasing by the running zombies, stupid too. Just, but so fun in the stupidest way. Yeah, I mean, it, it's 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 very much a so bad it's entertaining. I'm not going to say so bad it's good because it's not, but so bad it's entertaining. And the thing is, is that they are not trying to make a so bad it's entertaining show. They are trying to make a semi serious zombie drama. And it's just not. It's so bad. And so a new season is kind of like... Delightful. It's a delightful treat. It's the kind of pain that you willingly do. You know, like I said, it's, it's, it's like paying for high quality abuse. You go to the pros to get the, get the results you want. What is that? I don't know. Uh, Trinai is watching Euphoria. Okay. Well, and in, in, in my in my open concept living room. Right. Good night, Tim. Clearly we need to wrap yeah. So clearly we have a plan, like Dustin said. It's maybe not a good plan, but it is our plan. And we uh, hope that you'll join us for our evil, evil plans. As always, we appreciate you folks listening to the show. You can leave us a rating, you can leave us a comment, you can let us know what you think about the amazing performance of John Glover. And uh, whether or not it should just be the John Glover show from now on. The Crazy Adventures of Teddy and the Apocalypse. Right. So, yeah. Leave us a rating. Leave us a comment. Share the show with your friends. And we will do this again. Thank you, Dustin. Thank you, Tim. Thank you, Curtis. Thank you, Tim. And hey, gang. If you get a wind up... Get, do a search for Curtis Smith on the YouTube and you'll find my new YouTube, my old YouTube channel that I put new shit on now. There you go. Ooh. Also, uh, look for me at the night pesto on the twits. I am creepy underscore Curtis on Twitter. And you can watch the continuing saga of me trying to get Ted Cruz to admit that he fucked Margaret Marjorie Taylor green while they were traveling together. It's Gross. good to have, really really unpleasant goals that's what right. twitter's for it's either for doing what dustin's doing or being an ugly putting the you in can't guy like i am for twitter is a very silly place all right folks you can find us there follow apocalypse now join the silliness all the way around thank you so much for listening folks we will do this again on our next episode of apocalypse now because we don't have any choice it's the law. <laughs>